Material Components Episode 72 Ritual Casting Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having us. No problem. What's up, dudes? Hey. Hey. All right. Folks. Yeah. Um... I'm Olivia, and I'm playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> Fast and loose. Fast and loose. I, just, I was like, my my jaw was a little, little stiff when I said that, so I had to... Yeah. Anyway, Listen sorry, up. Elliot. <laughs> I'm Elliot, and I am playing Cherish Iron Strike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and I am playing Sid Emberlight, half-elf rogue. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> God damn you, both. <laughs> and I'm Sorry. Reed, and I'll be playing Grawl, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Man, just one of these times, one of these times we're going to get it. One of these times we're going to get it real good, and people are going to be like, wow, wow, I, I waited this long. Or, I think it'll be the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> or the three of us will be normal and you can finally premiere a, a good, good introduction joke. Nah, that'll never happen. Indeed. <laughs> and of course, before we leap into today's session, I'd like to ask the same thing I ask every time. And that is, do you all remember what happened last time? Yeah, lots of things. Um... We went into the dreamlands. Um, although that wasn't the first thing that happened. Uh, we met with uh, Orin. Mm -hmm. uh, Sue Orin. Um, I mean, Orin to his friends. To his nephew, especially. Well, we're not that close. But <laughs> What about his nephew's friends? Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. Okay, that's fine. Just thought yeah. I'd check. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we've got a bond. No, we don't. Um... Yeah, we, we just checked in with him uh, before we did something incredibly dumb, which we did in the second half of the episode, which is going to the Dreamlands, specifically Again. the Archive. Again! Uh, and we didn't all turn into different things, which is nice. We kept our forms. This is true. Uh, yeah. yeah, after checking in with Sid's uncle, Sue Orin Lyodon, and discovering that there was another transdimensional incursion into the city the previous day while uh, Sid was going full werewolf, there was apparently a another attack within the city that led to the city itself erasing a whole level of itself in order to combat this threat. It's like a big old plant monster. It was a weird thing that you didn't get a good description of, B, and you never saw it, so it's... Uh, Fair enough. Tough to say exactly what it was, but we re going full werewolf. We also discovered that um, apparently, like that's all fine. Like those people are alive again somehow, which is some right. fucking high elf privilege. Can I just say, <laughs> like with some some good good resurrection magic? Yeah, uh, they are well. 
we're taking it at their word that those people are still alive. Um, That's fair. It's not about what you can do. It's about who you know. And if what you can do is murder a couple of people as a werewolf, then you better be happy that who you know is one of the leaders of the city who can expend a vast amount of favors and resources to try to cover up his werewolf son. (laughs) That's me. Werewolf son. (laughs) No, that was you. Mm. What? Right. But yes, after finding out those things, you did indeed venture back into the dreamlands with Grawl as your dream guide and with the advice of Etsuko on to how to navigate the gates of deeper slumber, you managed to find your way to the dream version of the archive where you were all able to do some research. And luckily... The two people doing the magic research were able to get uh, some pretty good results because <laughs> we didn't all do what we were supposed to do. The archive is a vast wealth of knowledge, and the temptation to find any answers you may seek is, of course, a strong one, and a temptation that some of you, at the very least, succumb to. If I'm gonna be in a fucking uh uh hellscape, I mean I know it's not capital H hellscape, but like if I'm gonna be betraying what I believe in, I'm gonna fucking learn some important information while I'm doing it. That's bro, all I have to say. Bro, you knew where we were going. Like yeah, it's like if you ever take me there again. Like okay, well don't you can't you don't come along next time. Hey, cards full. We don't have a seat for you. Hey, sometimes being devoted means having a lot of cognitive dissonance about <laughs> what you're doing and being at any given time. Okay, it's hard being a paladin, you guys. All right, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But you all Taking learned a thing or two uh, while you were in the archive. Uh, Cherish and Etsuko managed to discover a spell that would let them harness some Far Realm energies. Do you remember the name of that spell? Oh, I wrote it down. Ring. Oh, you cut out for that whole spell name. Yeah, we got Withering. Uh, it was nice. Abi Delzim's Horrid Withering. This is true. A, a spell oh, of truly beneficent quality, to be sure. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is it withering or wilting? I may have. Uh, yes. Wilting. God damn it. Well, now I can't do it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> that's in the, that's in well, the spell rules. That's it. Yeah. We gotta go back to you the green land. Fuck. Just tell me where to look. It'll be a lot quicker than taking everyone. <laughs> and while you were doing that, uh, Tirza, with the unwitting help of Sid, uh, looked up a little bit about the the nature of cages and those who keep them. Mm-hmm. Learned a, a, a juicy tidbit or two, whether or not uh, that information is immediately useful is mm, a bit of an open question, but it is certainly some interesting tidbits. Yeah. Tirza will remember that. Yeah, uh, making Sid be a part of it is probably the only only thing she feels bad about just like oh sorry man you thought we were helping (laughs) we weren't (laughs) 
Your fellow threadless Judah, meanwhile, wandered about the archive in a fruitless search for information about making these lawless amulets that you is your primary goal, because that is the whole reason you came here, was to figure out yet another piece of the puzzle in making these a, a copy of the strange amulet that you'd received from a creature known as the Folk of Leng. Uh, that amulet would let you pass into the wilding, the huge expanse of extraplanar intrusion that surrounds Fair Aemsir, uh, without succumbing to your primal needs and urges, or being transformed into some wilder version of yourself, as seems to be the case with everything else out there. But you did it, kind of, mostly. And now yeah. we come to the, uh, oh, and Grawl learned a thing or two in a discussion <laughs> with... Uh, did he, though? Did he really? <laughs> I'd like to think so. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <sighs> Good, shit. Good shit. Good shit. Yes, in a, in a brief discussion with his patron. Uh, and he was also reminded of a, a possibly useful magic item that he's been toting around for a while now. Um, <laughs> I mean, it might not be useful in this particular circumstance, but it could yeah. be useful down the road. Useful, potentially, to future girl. True. <laughs> I, when listening to the recording of last week's session, I very deliberately skipped over that since I missed it during recording. I was like, <laughs> I don't need to know that, whatever it is. Well, thankfully, Grawl brought up the the scroll of contact other plane to mm -hmm. the rest of the party. So you're all now aware of this scroll that you've been toting around that you may have may have slipped your memory. Yeah, as 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 is. I won't to do. <laughs> you know. But we find you now on the evening of the 15th of So, back in the Halls of Wonder, that headquarters of the Rift Keepers that you've been staying in for the past few days here in the city, the besieged city of Fair Ames here. So, yeah, you woke up just in time to go to bed, if that's what you want to do. <laughs> um... You have technically already had a long rest today. You're not exactly tired, but if you want to <laughs> keep up your sleep schedule, sleep schedule, it's up to you. Uh, well, first things first. We should probably. I mean, like, Levi Fear should probably, like, uh. Explode. Pull, uh, <laughs> pull the trigger. I was trying to think of a different phrase because I guess crossbows have triggers. But um, uh, on buying all that mithril, mm. right? We could tell uh, Shadowrun that uh, Shadoran uh, that we have a source of aberrant magic. Well, we. Sh I don't think we need to tell her that. <laughs> yeah, I just say like, hey, maybe just say order like, it. Leave Order it. the stuff. Yeah. Leave no, we should on. tell every single person that we have magic from the far realm. Hey, hey who wants we magic have, from the far realm? We have a line on this cool source of aberrant magic, if you're interested. We can hook you up. First taste free. <laughs> uh, as it usually is. Yeah. yeah. Second taste cosmic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes, it does. 
So yeah, as so as you like find it. yourselves awake in the sanctum below the halls of wonder, uh, there is the uh, the tea being served by Canaeus. There is a uh, a bit of a flurry as you are awakening, and Blizz Fizzlenozzle, the master of the halls of wonder, uh, comes forward and is asking whether or not you were successful in your mission. Yep. We yeah. got it. No worries. It's Mission going to accomplished. Take, it's going to take some prep work. Um, a very safe and specific place. But I think we can imbue some mithril with some aberrant magic. Uh, that's great, right? Yeah. That's and what we went there for. Currently... For what we need, yes. In any other circumstance, it would be bad, probably. <laughs> still could be bad. Like, it, this could still break real bad. <laughs> yeah, so what is your plan? Uh, I, I think Tirza says I'm uh i'll I'll be up at my normal time if you need me before then cherish um just let me know and I think cherish is like just like gathering up papers or whatever, but like not just like yeah, okay, cheers, I have a good night, yeah, that's fair as you are helping Etsuko as she's flipped to. A couple of blank pages in her big black grimoire and is feverishly copying down the ritual components that you're going to need to make this spell work before it fades from her memory. And I can I can help her with that since I have her. Since you cannot forget. This is true. Yes. <laughs> I can't forget. I have keen mind. I've seen so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You can never unsee these things. Yeah. <laughs> For 30 days, anyway. <laughs> um, so, Tirza, you split off? Where do yeah. you go? I'm gonna go pray a little bit. That's fine. It's okay. <clears throat> okay. Welcome to my wheelhouse. Sucks. <laughs> what are the rest hey, of you up to? I, I did say, I'm sorry, this seems like it's really bad for you, and I... I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad about the situation. Oh, we want to make that very clear. <laughs> it's fine. When are we planning on doing this ritual? Soon as we can. So, like, now? Well, okay. No. <laughs> As we need... We need... We need supplies we need to let them know that we're ready that we're well that we're ready to get ready okay well i can go and let them know that they can buy the the mithril do it all right yeah, that'd be great again not like super paying attention to anybody i'm sorry how dare you i mean Gra's looking at heads like yeah be that would be great. That would be really cool of you. That, yeah, I got you, dude. 
And Cherish, you would know that there are some material components that need to be gathered to make this go off. There is uh, quite a bit of dried, burnt sponge that will need to be prepared, uh, because that is the, the primary ingredient in the, the spells casting. Um, there is also various herbs and reagents that need to be gathered. Right. Yeah, I could pick those up too. While I'm out. I guess we we're gonna. I was gonna say we should, you know, ask Blizz if he has a line on that. We can kind of divide and conquer, I guess. Uh, Blizz would be able to help with any reagents. He knows a guy who knows a guy at the very least. If you want to put in some requisitions, yes. yeah, that that would be great. Okay, and Etsuko can help fill him in on everything you're going to need. Um. The big thing that Etsuko's at a loss for is where to do this. Yeah, that's mm. kind of been going through my head for the past week as well. Um, because basically anything organic within the 30-foot cube is going to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. Did I cut out at all during no. that? No. Nope. Nope. It's just bad. No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, yep. it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. 30-foot cube. Um, we just That's why I was like, out. when you said what spell it was, I was like, oh, 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 it's, oh, we want to put that in pendants and put that around our necks. Okay, that's good. That's really good. That's good, that. I mean, technically, we've already worn those pendants. We don't, well, there's lots of different spells you can jam to do a necklace. So many spells. So I'm many pretty spells. sure <laughs> if it's aberrant magic, it's all bad. Yeah. Right. But it could be less bad. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so basically, like, some kind I, hey, hey, elf people, do you have a room? <laughs> it's made completely of metal somewhere, please. You could probably have them make one. True. So it has to be metal, because it's, it's not just living, it's just organic material. Yes. Specifically, so like, this spell does a number on anything with liquid in it. What about stone? They're like stone. Stone could, stone could probably work. I'm sure there's like open stone buildings somewhere in the Lyodon house. What you know about Fair Ames here is you could basically requisition a room whatever specifications you would want could be built or sung into the superstructure of Fairames here. True. Okay, could we make it similar to uh, the Hall of Wonder, sort of like a little pocket? Uh, all rooms in Fairames here are technically that. Well, 30-foot cube, non-organic. Okay. I can... Go get one commissioned. Okay, good, good, good. Okay. We're all up to anything? No, I mean, he did his thing. I attempt to hit things and I sleep on things. Literally what I'm... I don't want to say good at, but like <laughs> I do do them from time to time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, 
Grawl's uh, sitting on the sidelines for the time being. Unless anyone wants me to do anything. I'll hang out with Alexander. Okay. Alexander is definitely staring at all of you as you're uh, recovering from your trip into the the sleepy time place. uh, I I give him the forest up wave. And he will just kind of wave with his fingers back at you. Perfect. Perfect. Good character building. It's bonding. Mm-hmm. Tirza, where do you go to pray? Um, I mean, I assume I have a room you do that I've been sleeping in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I probably just go there. Okay. Um, pray and just meditate on if I can follow my oath and not have to murder my friends and yeah okay yeah give me a religion check yeah um that is an 18 okay Sid you want to leave by yourself yeah, what could go wrong? Sure. God, I hate us. <laughs> the werewolf thing is taking... No, okay. <laughs> oh, what about the weird mirror man thing? That taking care of... No. <laughs> no, I did say that Cherish was kind of absorbed in trying mm-hmm. to figure yeah. all this out. Yeah. You know? Yep. Okay. Okay, so Sid... Takes off by his lonesome for the second night in a row. I mean, he doesn't have to. He could just, like, have Blizz just be like, yeah, contact Shadora. Nah, I'd rather do it myself. Okay. You could also ask one of us to go with him. I am literally doing nothing. Do you want a friend to go with you? Or or I can just, like, hey, Alexander, banana, like, what? Yeah, sure. You can come with me, girl. Alexander, you want to come with, or you just be cool here? And Alexander shrugs and leaps off of the bookshelf. All right, let's go. Hell yeah. Boys, uh, yeah, I was just about to say that. Boys. Elliot, why are we twins? <laughs> okay, so Alexander, Grawl, and Sid leave the Halls of Wonder for where? Where? What is your destination? Yeah, so uh, where are we going? Well, I have to... I mean, we can call Shadoran as soon as we get out of the Halls of Wonder um, to set up a meeting with one of the Lyodons. Um I'm trying to remember, Mike, uh, and maybe I have this in my notes somewhere, which of the Lyodons are aware of this whole thing that's happening? Obviously, Suorin. Mm-hmm. Um, does Lucidian know about this whole scheme? You're not sure. The answer is he does, but only because we told him while you're unconscious. True, so I wouldn't even know. <laughs> but but specifically the whole like trying to make lawless pendants thing. Right. That I don't think any of you are quite positive on, because I don't think anyone outright told him that's what you're all doing. Right. Uh so it'd be Suoran and Levi Thier. At this point. And uh, Lier, kind of on accident yesterday. Or earlier right. today, I should say. Yeah. It was, it was earlier today. 
So <laughs> if she doesn't know exactly what's going on, she definitely knows something's up. And which of the uh, you should go to you should go to uh, go to the other one. Just get all five of them in on the secret top secret info. Oh, what was that? You don't keep Gorian. Gor, yeah. I mean, don't. That's <laughs> just me being dumb. Like I have, a, I have him written down as drunk uncle. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's in that my could notes. be a number. The portrait number you of saw of him, had, he was holding a cup of wine. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's I've never actually met him. Is, Darren, nope. look, please, look, Darren Dunn look, is your drunk uncle. Yeah. Also, this is coming from fucking Tad Youngman, so that's true. Let's not take anything, any character names he writes down as yeah. anything. <laughs> I have a system uh, that helps me not remember any main characters' names. Um. <laughs> um well, let's just, uh, we know Suoren is uh, in the loop, so let's just start there. Okay, so you are trying to track down Suoren. I'm assuming yeah. that means going to Lyodon Manor. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, Sid and Grawl, it is the night of the 15th. It is very much nighttime when you leave the Halls of Wonder. When you get mm -hmm. out onto the street, there is a massive festival happening. There are people out in the streets. There are strange ribbons of light dancing through the air. The crystals of Fair Ames here itself pulse with a certain amount of rhythmic energy that streams in a rainbow flourish of colors every few seconds. It's a, it's a hmm that runs through the whole tree. There is music everywhere. And people festooned with symbology of Corellin all over their bodies. Uh, many of them wearing these bright white masks that seem to represent the moon in some way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so you just step outside and suddenly you're in the middle of Lunar Mardi Gras. It really is a boy dance party. <laughs> I look at my hands, make sure they're not turning into claws. All right. Well, so far better than yesterday. And Grawl raises up his bug arm. Yeah. Oh, is it? It's it's full bug arm. Oh now? yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Sid, it, yeah. Moon, not doesn't like the werewolf thing, so I figure this would probably be a thing. Anyways, I'm just stick my hand in my pocket. It's a rough brown carapace that covers his arm, and his hand is a, a three-clawed appendage, and rough bristles extend out of the flesh on his lower left side, on the chin and neck. Not super comfy. It's really not super comfy. It doesn't look at... Is this something we should look into? Perhaps find... Maybe a cure for it, or maybe I, I, find no, out. No, it's not really a, like a cure thing. It like goes away in the morning. It's like an anti-werewolf, but the anti-werewolf is also kind of a bad thing too. Is it possible that you also? I mean, you got bit, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm... it's just your body and your patron reacting to to the lycanthropy. It, right, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it won't let me be a werewolf. It'll let me be this other weird thing, Bugman. But, I mean, you know, it's fine during the day. Moon, not my favorite favorite celestial body right now. How do you... I'm assuming this conversation is happening while you're walking. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, should we call a carpet? You could. What, what, what? Sorry, what was the question? I was. Can we call a carpet? Or do you want to walk the two hours I mean, we can call to get there? I, um, yeah, no carpet it is. Okay. A carpet. <sighs> How many floors is this one? You're going from 8 to 13. That's not too bad. And I don't remember, does it go up? Price goes up above two people? Price goes up above four people. Because oh, okay. then you need an XL carpet. Right. <laughs> All right, let's find my gold count. If you want to wait 15 minutes, you can get a Lux carpet for the same price. There's also a carpet share, which... Uh, yeah. You can... yeah. <laughs> no, I will not be using carpet share. <laughs> Fair enough. Often do they vacuum that rug. I don't Ooh, know. That's, yeah, that's the question, <laughs> isn't it? That's the question. The seats are always sticky. <laughs> Why are they sticky? You're always finding like random candy little bits of yeah, some hard candies just stuck to the fibers of the rug. Somebody definitely this? spilled a soda. <laughs> and they have to keep and they have to keep a fire hydrant tied to the end of it, and it just it takes everything. It's just a freaking taste forever. It's just okay. So I said fire hydrant, didn't I? I meant fire extinguisher. Yeah. Extinguisher, yeah. yeah. I yeah, maybe they have weird portable fire hydrants. Anyway, magic way. Anywho. Uh, so we call a carpet. Okay. Uh, you do have to wait a little while. Apparently the carpet business is a-booming tonight. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, going up will cost me how much, Mike? Five gold. How are you doing on on gold? Graham? I'm 194 gold. Fine. Okay, you're doing okay. I'm whining to you're doing okay. It's okay. It's part of my character. The Reed character. <laughs> So as you ascend through the city, you are met with sights and sounds that would uh, cause even the most uh, stoic of bards that you be familiar with, Sid, to be like, oh shit, now this is a party. Like, you think you've seen some bangers uh, during your time being a, uh, a roadie slash uh, bodyguard for the, the bards guild, but this is just on a whole other level. The musicians are actually playing the instruments. <laughs> Most of the time, you don't know where the music is coming from. It seems to be coming Ooh. from the tree itself. Oh, sweet. Wonder if it takes requests. And you're not sure who's controlling it, but as you're moving up through the levels, the music doesn't... It's not like you hard transition from one song to the other. It sort of bleeds into different rhythms as you move up through the tree. So while you're in transition, there sounds like multiple songs that you're transitioning through before you find yourself at another melody. Fair Ames here. It's DJ Tree in the house. I know the last couple of days have been really whack, but I'm here to resolve <laughs> the party you'll never forget. Just a giant pair of shutter shades on the, on the trunk, trunk of the tree. <laughs> Several helicopter magical helicopters placed yeah. them there earlier <laughs> in the day while they were getting ready. 
Yeah, and you can see uh, the two of you made the journey down into the the Undercroft of Fair Ames here uh, previously. So you've seen the more subterranean citizens of the city, but it seems as though during this time of festival, a lot of the subterranean folk are out and about, and you see bioluminescent mushroom folk, you see bat folk flying through the air, dragging streamers behind them, you see uh, more of the, the furbolgs out and about in the streets, and they are... Uh, with a plum, doing little bits of nature magic to produce spouts of uh, glowing flowers and stuff that they'll just like poof out into crowds. I a party happening. <laughs> Which floor? You don't know. No, I don't know. know. I I I watch as like I'm sure there is also people magically flying. Uh, around as well because it, it's very here. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm just watching. It's like, ah, oh, God, I wish I could fly. It's so cool that Cherish can fly, and I wish I could. <sighs> oh well. And yeah, eventually you do reach the outskirts of Lydon Manor. Again, it is kind of a, a ringed off section. Uh, there are grounds to this place that have a bit of a radius around this central. It's not the trunk of the tree, but it is a, a larger uh, distaff branch that moves up uh, near the center of the manor. Um, and the manor itself isn't really... I mean, it is the tree. There is an entrance, and you can see that there are, uh, like, alcoves, for lack of a better term, where they have balconies that lead out from different floors of this place. But for the most part, it is just the tree. And you know for a fact that it's a lot bigger on the inside because they can just make as many rooms as they want. True. And you can see that there is a garden party happening on the grounds of House Lydon. Are you wearing your bucket hat? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and are you looking like whom? Cesario still. Okay. Just checking. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm mostly doing it so that one of these times when Mike rolls percentile dice, something happens. I really want to <laughs> know what happens. Um <sighs> I guess we probably should have announced that we were heading over, huh? We're not very good at that. I'm following you, Sid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And Alexander uh, is on Grawl's shoulder and just, like, gives you a smile and a thumbs up. Shadoran? They call out. Where are you? You're kind of outside the gates of the yeah. establishment? Okay. Uh, far enough away that the guards can't hear you? Or are you standing right in front of the house guards? Probably not right in front of the house guards. Okay. Um, you can see that the gates are flung wide open. There are people coming to and fro. Uh, there seems to be quite a bit of high society uh, hereabouts this evening. Hmm. Kind of people Just the best yeah, trio yeah. of people to uh -huh. do this. Uh-huh. Okay, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> and you're a ways away and you say Shadoran and kind of stand and awkwardly for a long beat and then behind you you hear a polite <clears throat> Oh. Right. Um, yeah, I didn't realize there was a whole 
party going on, but uh, you wouldn't happen to be able to set us up with a meeting with Suoran, would you? And as you turn, you find the perfectly prim Shadoran standing behind you, her arms behind her back, and she will raise uh, an eyebrow and glance at the party and say, Yes, Mistress Livera thought it was important to keep up morale in these times, so... Many members of House Lyodon are otherwise occupied at the moment. I shall see if we can bring Master Suoran away for a time. Gotcha. Thank you. Music shifts into the Great Bard, Cascadia. <laughs> and uh, she says, Will you please follow me? Oh, yeah. And she will lead you off to the side and not through the front gates. Weird. No one wants to see the weird, horrific bug man. Crazy. I do. You're not even sure if she's acknowledged the whole bug arm thing. It's a costume party. It's fine, right? One of these <laughs> levels has to have a costume party running. Yeah, I think I think your focus is pretty heavy on the bug arm and not the albino hobgoblin part. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No one would ever. You have literally seen no other hobgoblins in this city. Yeah, it's fine. It's kind of the other side of the valley. Yeah. But, yeah, she will take you around the outer perimeter of the manor and eventually lead you to a side entrance that seems to be some kind of... Uh, it looks like the delivery entrance. Well, we get our own entrance. This is pretty nice. We don't have wow. a line or anything. Just... No, no, it's fine. Don't you don't you don't have to roll out a red carpet or anything. This will be this will be fine. Don't worry about it. Would you have preferred making your way through the crowds in the gardens and perhaps running into Mistress Lavira? I can arrange that. <laughs> as funny as that might be, I think this will have to do. Very well. Some I am the manager shit right there. <laughs> mm. And she will lead you through this entrance, and the guards here seem a little bit more keyed up. They're not necessarily as... Like, the ones out front definitely had, like, uh, laurels of lilies woven through their uh, spears and crowns of flowers resting on their helmets. The ones back here are dispensed with the frippery and are a little bit more alert, and they just nod to Shadoran as she leads you past. And she will lead you through the kitchens and into a uh, a small waiting room. You're not quite sure where it's located in regards to the rest of the house. Was there anything tasty like finger food that was within snatching distance? Ooh, as we good through question. The <laughs> yeah. There was one of the most incredible fruit salads you've ever seen. It is melons and strawberries and all of it just like very s finely sprinkled with sugar on top. Hmm. I kind of want some of that. Do they have it in little uh, ready-to-go dishes, or is it like there was a there like was a, a small platter that was about to be taken away by a, a server, and you just yoink yoink on the way past. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I see that Grawl is about to do that. I'm like Grawl, what are you, what are you thinking? Let I got me two do of it. them. No, I, uh, okay, I already got them. <laughs> 
Uh, I'd like to snatch some of those. Okay, yeah, you both grab some fruit salad cups. (laughs) (laughs) And you, like I said, are led into a small setting room. It looks to be a study of some kind. There is a bookshelf on one wall behind a desk. There is a a small lounging chair. There's a small couch. There's a table with a, a tea set on the center of it. And there is, on one side, a case with a sword in it. Ooh. I'm going to take a look at that sword. Okay. Yes. The sword. Glancing at it, you would see it is a long sword of fine make. The metal looks very similar to Stormpiercer. It's not exact, but it's definitely... You would identify it pretty quickly as adamantine. Mm-hmm. And it is a, a crossguard hilt long sword that you immediately recognize because you've seen it in a portrait before. Right. And as you recognize it, Shadoran will say... If you could just wait here, I will fetch Master Suoran. Of course. Thank you for your help. And she will leave the three of you alone. Do I get anything from that sword at all? Any? It is a sword. Okay, cool. That's all I needed to know. Great. I don't want it. I got fruit. Yeah, yeah. No, there's no hunger pangs that rise from that sword, no. <laughs> Except for the one. I'm just checking. Just doing a check. Um, there any, like, is there, like, books and stuff in here at there all? There is a, kind of a like... bookshelf behind the desk, yes. Yeah. Anything they're gonna mind if I check out their reading selection at all? Eh. Okay, I'm just gonna busy myself and kind of have along for the ride on this one, so... Oh, oh sure. Yeah. You wanna poke around the bookshelf, Grawl? Hell yeah! Okay. Uh, a lot of it's written in Elvish, so... I can read that. <laughs> can you read Elvish? Yes, I can. Okay. Uh, then you would recognize that there is quite a few volumes of books uh, that seem to have something to do with Horatio Emberlight. That's probably nothing. See hey, uh, Grawl, what'd you find over there? Yeah, in, anything books. interesting? I was go- I was going to tell you. I'm not going to not tell you. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, what's the name of that one dude? You like the book that you got? What's 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 his name? Horatio Emberlight. Horace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Horatio Emberlight. That well, one, yeah, well, that's the there. that's the uh, common bastardization. But the oh, I wrote it down. Ratio Adon. Let's go right down. I'm just gonna write down again. Uh, Grawl, give me an investigation check real quick, or a perception check, whichever you like. Probably gonna be perception. Problem. Yes, it's gonna be that. Uh, it's an eighteen plus five. Twenty three. Ozers, okay. You would find that there is more than just those books. They definitely, those books hold the central, like, eyeline position. Um, mm-hmm. But up on the top shelf, you see that there are older, more uh, mystical-looking tomes. 
Mm-hmm. And what in particular draws your eye? It is a a large silver-looking book. It looks as though it has silver leaf on the cover. Ooh, fancy. Um, Sweet. And there is uh, fine black scroll work that goes around the edges of the spine. Is it also in Elvish? Uh, there is no title on the spine, but oh. the book is definitely looks shiny, quite literally. Shiny. Perfect. I do like it. Uh, uh, I am going to take a peek see of that one. Okay. Ooh. You pull it off, and you find that there is a, a weight to this book. Uh, as you pull it off, and there's something vaguely familiar about it. You can't quite... You think you've seen something similar before, but maybe not this precise model. As you mull it over, you you flip open the first couple of pages, and you find that the title, uh, written in Elvish, is Clear of Thought, High of Mind. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, and there's definitely a sense here of just like not necessarily full on I need to eat this from your sword, but there is a sense of this could be good. It's also shiny and Grawl likes that. Um when you say that I've like like kind of seen something like this before, it does I'm trying to remember not the archives where I've seen this. Uh, did the um, the group that attacked us with the um, long forgotten Hank Montgomery? Did they have a book with them? No, they had that weird the, the bracelet. Bracelet. bracelet yeah. That's right. Okay. Okay. Well, I I I like this book. Okay. Do you do anything with it? Do you just keep reading it? I'm just gonna keep reading it. Yeah. Okay. Not gonna walk into someone's house, especially my friend's family's house, and just be like, "What's up?" Stabbing this. Cool. Uh, all right. Wait, 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 wait. So you're gonna eat my sword, but not this with, book in Sid's With family. your permission, <laughs> I'm going to eat your sword. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna like. Oh, sweet. Tears is not. Tears left your sword out. That's my sword now. <laughs> Sid, are you doing anything? It's good to- uh, I think I'm uh, sitting at the desk, maybe with my feet up, um, sort of whistling a, a song to myself. Okay. And you would definitely notice that Alexander, who is still sitting on Grawl's shoulder, has a bit of a conspiratorial look on his face and seems to be facing the opposite direction of the look, as opposite direction of the book, as though he is keeping an eye out. Hmm. Hey, Grawl, anything good in there? Yeah cool book. Uh, Grawl, you don't even, like, really hear Sid's words as you were reading this book. Cool book. Cool book. Just very absorbed by what you're reading, and it's a lofty dissertation on how to make one's mind greater. How to expand your abilities to think, and how to uh... Have a, a greater sense of intelligence about oh, oneself. Oh, I say oh. two or so. 
Yeah, oh, not oh, they don't negatives need anymore. They don't need well, this. I mean, reading over the first couple of pages, you're definitely getting the sense that it would probably take about 48 hours of reading mm -hmm. this book to absorb all of its <laughs> lessons that you would need to. Stuffing that away somewhere. So yeah, you don't think I'm... you could get all of this down in a quick setting. You would need to really give this some time to sink into the old synapses. That's fine. I would love... I, I... Sid? Sid? Hmm? Yeah. Sid? Yeah. Whatever we do, whatever happens, we're leaving here. Winners, okay? We're all winners. We're all winners, okay? I always win. It's fine. Yes, you we're always good. win. And I'm winning right now. Sure. Knowledge is power. Sure, we'll go with that. Yes. So what are you doing with that book crawl? Uh, I'm just, I'm just gonna tuck it under my arm. Okay. Hold on to it. You wanna just have, have it under your, your, your bug arm I, or your I, normal I, arm? Not the bug arm, because they're gonna freak out when they see that. <laughs> <sighs> Do I have like a backpack on me? If only we had a bag of yeah, folding. Yeah, We do. You have that? No. No. I said if only we had a bag. Oh, of okay. I didn't hear the first part. Read it would depend on whether or not Grawl. I do have a travel. Yeah, all I have your a adventuring pack. gear with you. I'm just walking around with my traveler's back. Okay. Just a little backpack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool book. Look away. <laughs> Seems as I though Alexander was already doing that. Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. I try to like get all this all a bunch of stuff done in the first half of the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Anyways. You tuck that away. I'm gonna space the books. Yeah, I'm gonna space the books appropriately so it doesn't look like anything's missing. And while Drawl is doing right that and trying to like make up that <laughs> three-inch gap by slightly shifting all the books over. Uh, you hear a uh, sound of feet and the door opening and Shadoran is seeing uh, Suorin in. He is wearing some august silver robes embroidered with green. As I hear the footsteps coming, can I, like, give Grawl a heads up? It's like, hey, I think people are coming. <laughs> yeah, wonderful party outside. Very Ooh. fun. Like Ooh. it a lot. God. Gosh, smooth. Doesn't really fit in the rustic aesthetic. And before the door opens, Sid, you would hear a voice near your hip say, "I do not approve of this." It's fine. It is not. Yeah, we're family. That still makes it theft. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Stormfuser. I don't know what you're talking about. Sometimes I wonder why I care about you. <laughs> that's, that's pretty harsh. That's oh, pretty shit. harsh. We'll have to unpack that, that later. Shit cuts deep, and that's a sword saying that. <laughs> that's a sword joke. Oh, that's a sword joke. Talk about cutting words. Suorin <laughs> strides in and dismisses Shadoran. And as the door closes, the sound of the party that was filtering in shuts off again. And 
Sue Orin will look over at the two of you and then glance towards the monkey sitting on Grawl's shoulder and stare at it for half a second and then give him a slight bow. Ah, so what news? Uh, good news, fortunately. Um, we are able to move forward with our plan. We have traveled into the dreamlands and found the information that we needed to find. Excellent. So you have some sort of source of energy from the far realm then? That is correct. That's fantastic. Amazing news. Uh, I will inform Lee Valfir to move forward with the purchasing of the required mithril. Uh, what is our next step then? Well, we after we imbue the mithril with uh, with the the magic, uh, we need uh, abjuration magic of some sort. Yes, yes, I gave a letter of introduction to one of your compatriots, to an Aeon Sonoran. Uh, yes. I believe contact was already made, yes? Mm -hmm. That is correct. So I will I will get into contact with an Aeon myself then, and we will uh, prepare... Have, hmm. What will be involved in this procedure do you know well that that brings me to the next thing that we need we're going to need a space um something larger than 30 a 30 foot cube uh because the spell that we are going to need to cast is large and incredibly dangerous um something uh it has at least as far as Cherish has explained to me, I'm not the most uh, magically literate, but uh, living material, organic material within that 30 feet will be destroyed. So we require a space that is devoid of living material, indeed. Yes. Uh, such a space could be sung quite quickly, I believe, if it required no other uh, accommodations. Were there any other, anything else, Grawl, that you can think of? I, I'm, I don't think so. I mean, probably like a floor, you know, that was good. <laughs> yeah, a space with a floor might be good. Um, um, so if you can somehow conjure that, that would be uh, a miracle, I'm sure. Uh, and then we've got a bar, uh, a bar off to the side, you know, <laughs> to, you know, get the juices flowing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just enjoying the company. Mm -hmm. Pardon, Grawl. He's an incurable prankster. But um, we, we have. There are some uh, uh, material components as well. But I believe Blizz will be taking care of that. Uh, so he is a very think... resourceful gnome. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. Uh, do you have a timetable as to when we might be able to get all of these things together? Well, I can send to word to leave Alfira immediately. She, she declined to attend tonight's festivities, so assuming she is already preparing to look into this matter, she may have already preemptively 
purchased what we need. Well, that's perfect. She seemed very excited about the concept of what we're working on. It is... Seems like it's right up her alley. She didn't really uh, strike me as the partying type, so makes sense. Um, can you... What do you know about the attack that happened last night? We only just heard about it this morning. Last night? It no, it was last afternoon. Was it was last one. afternoon? The plant yeah. one was last afternoon? Yeah. Because it was when you guys were down in the... Mm. Oh, oh the sorry. Tree. I thought it was when, when I was a werewolf. Um, no, no, no. Uh, sorry, uh, last afternoon. We're not exactly sure where it started or how the creature, if it isn't, was indeed a creature. There are more esoteric theories beginning to float around the... Um, some of our mages are thinking it might have been a living spell of some kind. We're not 100% sure. Living spell. Again, these are all just theories. The creature was destroyed and we have not had a chance to study it. Its remains were deleted. Is there any connection that you can see between the appearance of this creature and what is happening with the tree? Based on the reports that we've been getting from Mathair, it seems as though something has put an undue amount of stress on the wards and they are beginning to fluctuate. They're not falling, but they are warping. I, I, I'm not exactly... This is not my area of expertise, you must understand. But from what I've been told, they are becoming twisted and entangled with other energies. Energies that have somehow made their way into the city. We're not sure how. Give Crawl just a little glance. Um, That's weird. What it means is that we need to be quick and we need to take care of this as fast as possible. Yep. Agreed. If not for the insistence of the lady of the house, I, we would be focusing all of our attention on it even now. But she felt it would be a good show for morale if this party happened this evening. Well, that's not the worst idea in the world. Helps to take one's mind off of troubling times. I understand that. Rest assured, the streets would have been alight with the festival of the moon, regardless of our circumstance, but the nobility would perhaps have been a bit more buttoned up. So this party thing is, is an unusual event for you guys? 
under these particular circumstances, it would not be House Lyodon that would be hosting such an event, no. Just out of curiosity, how 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 many of the houses are invited? Is how how large is this party? I I only got a, a glance coming in here. There are representatives of every house in Fair Aimsir. Mm. As well as members of the clergy. Right. Well. And of course, that... the lord of the house is in attendance as well. Attendance, yeah. It's probably preoccupied, huh? I'm sure he could make time. Yes, I think he should. I have a few questions that I need answered. Right now? Like right now, Sid? Like right now? Well, here's the thing. We're about to perform a ritual. Uh, the repercussions of which we do not fully understand. And then we are going to be traveling into probably the most dangerous uh, <laughs> the most dangerous part of the valley that we've been in so far. I think that if not now, then probably never. All right, fair enough. Agreed. I will I will send him here then, if that is all right. Yeah. That works. No, he's gonna know. There's a book going, he's gonna. I will start informing Anaean and see uh, Valfir right away. Thank you. Let us plan to conduct this ritual first thing tomorrow morning. Sounds good. We will attempt to build out a ritual space nearer to the Halls of Wonder, I think, as to avoid any undue attention here. Yeah, makes sense. I will send along Shadoran first thing in the morning, then, and he will turn to leave. Okay. And the three of you are left alone yet again. And Alexander will look at you, growl, like, ooh, this seems heavy. It's just an expression mm. of just like, mm. I mean, I mean, we, we don't, yeah, it's a pretty normal day for us sometimes, mm. all the times. Mm. I don't know, it depends. You get, you get used to it. Being... And mm. Alexander will give you a sage nod. Mm. Say, do, do you want us to stay? Here? Do you want us here for this, or do you, I? That's up to you. We're here for you. Uh, I think that the bulk of my conversation probably, I would probably want a little bit of privacy, but I'm sure that Lucidian can oblige that. No, it's okay. We'll we'll find more fruit. Right. Um, we'll wait till he shows up so we're not wandering aimlessly in his house. 
Yeah, although there are plenty of people wandering the house, apparently. So. Right, but they were like invited, and we were kind of brought in through the back. I, I, Bro, I you, could, you could find more cool books. <laughs> right, I don't want to push my luck on the book front because it's a really good book, and I really appreciate it. Everything and good role read. <laughs> Run into but. somebody. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'll just I'll wait. I'll say hi. You know, I know I stopped in and then I'll, you know, go for a walk. Yeah, yeah. You wait a little while longer. Ten minutes goes by, fifteen minutes. And then the sound of quick footsteps yet again. And Shadoran will open the door to reveal a semi-breathless Lucidian Lyodon. He may have stopped running 20 feet away and tried to... Smooth it out. <laughs> Been there. And he is dressed in a very fine green and silver kind of suit. Uh, though the the suits of Fair Ames here seem to be of a more naturalistic look. They have uh, coattails that sort of like flare out at the end a little bit like fern leaves that have like splayed middles. Um the, the shoulder pieces kind of drape down like willow branch tassels a little bit, kind of like epaulets that come down off the shoulders. Uh, mm-hmm. They have uh, bolo ties that are made of kind of winding vines that come down from neck pieces. And he is not wearing a sword. His sword is clearly in the case over there. Uh, right. And uh, there is no presence of the pseudo-dragon Puck uh, from what you can see, damn it! Uh, but he will turn. He will. He will enter and like stare, and he will look at Grawl and then look at the strange uh, Genasi, and then nod and as though like, oh, I get it now. Going to that. He doesn't know what We're that means. Sure. Gonna, um... Howdy. Um, we were just going to step out and find the fruit cups. Um, wanted to say hi. Uh, love the party. Anyways, I'll be, I'll be outside if, if you need me. And Shadoran will say, outside. I am sure we can find you some suitable accommodations. That... Cool. Sounds great. And Shadoran leads Grawl and Alexander away. On the way out the door, Alexander will kind of like look over his and Grawl's shoulder back at you, Sid, and give you a, a firm nod with a resolute look like, you can do it. Oh. Get more support from Alexander than I do from Stormpiercer sometimes. I thought you were going to say Grawl, and I'm just like, yeah, no, 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 this is no. par for the course. <laughs> and as the door closes behind him, you realize now that Lucidian was holding his breath and he releases it as the door shuts. <sighs> right. Well, uh, oh, sh- of course. And I pull off the hat. Stupid fucking thing. <laughs> ah, I see. That's uh, a very fine magical item. Almost. 
it's so close to being useful, but uh, well, we got it at a discount. So, what are you gonna do? Omatep. Yeah. Ah, I see. You know Omatep. We, your mother and I, became uh, acquainted with him. Guess that makes sense. It, uh... Yes. Well, I... Uh... Didn't realize there was a party going on. Uh, maybe that would have affected my... <laughs> timing on this. Uh... Lucidian suddenly stops and he says, Should I have invited... No, no. Right? No. Should you have invited what? You? No. Right? No. No, 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 no. That's that's oh, yes. totally fine. You don't have to do that. Yes. No. That is not... I am not here uh, asking for an invitation to your party. No. Um, is it bad that that was my first thought? No. Okay. Um, I am here because in the morning, my friends and I are going to be performing a ritual, uh, one that is incredibly dangerous. And then if it is successful, we are going to be trekking into the wilding, uh, I got a pretty good look at it the other day. Uh, the Wilding is certainly an accurate name uh, for what we are going to be facing. It reminds so, me of uh, certain sections of the Underdark that I've been to. Does it? Yes. Equally hmm. savage place. So the point the point of all that is my friends and I have been through a lot in the last five years uh, and even more in the last few months. But with all of this, there's always an uncertainty, an uncertainty of if we're going to return. So I figured that a conversation needed to happen beforehand. Uh, if that is all right with you. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, any, anything you... I'm here to talk. Well, and I, I assume he's still standing at the at the, the door. Yeah, you sense some real hesitation from him. He's almost afraid to move any further in, like he doesn't want to spook you. Uh, is there, is there chairs or anything? You're currently sitting that, at his desk. I am currently sitting at his desk with my feet on it, on, on, on it. Um, oh, I, I assume I took them down when he came in, but. There, there is another couch and some, uh, a couple of less ornate chairs in front of the desk. 
Uh, and just out of curiosity, drawing you away from this this party that that the Lyodons are putting on, is that going to arouse the suspicion of anyone who may or may not need to know that I am here? I'm sure I'll get an earful from Vera later, but these last few days I have maybe aroused more suspicion than was warranted regardless, so one more time's not going to hurt. Fair enough. And well, anyway, none of that matters. I hope you understand that. I've been trying... I want you to understand that. And I kind of just look at him for just a couple of seconds. I really, really try and take him in. Um, maybe that is for an insight check. I'm, uh, I'm yeah. not necessarily trying to find out if he's lying or anything. I just want to yeah, just but take in. Insight can also be used to get a sense of somebody. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, what is my insight? Plus six, I think. Skill. Plus six. Uh, so that would be a 22. Lucidian Lyodon is so scared right now scared to the point of panic he is holding a $800 bottle of wine he is holding a Fabergé egg he is trying to maintain hold on something so fragile and tenuous and he is terrified every moment that he continues to do so because at any second he could say or do the wrong thing and destroy the the, the delicate piece of interaction with you. Right. Beyond that, he looks... As you finally, like, stop and take him in, he looks older in a way that doesn't show on his face. As an elf, he really looks about the same as the portraits, but there is a weight in his posture that wasn't there in any of the representations of him you've seen before. You've heard stories about him from Kalkin of this dashing, adventurous knight that he once was. And there is just a supreme amount of tension in his shoulders that just doesn't seem to play with that image. I have, um, I've met Kalkin and Netta. Yes, you're, while you were um unconscious yeah. uh your your friends cherish tirza grawl they they told me a lot of a lot of what you've been through 
And, uh, yes, you... Having met... Calcum and Netta... How are, I, how, how are they doing? Kalkin is good uh, now. Um, Netta, I don't have a good sense of. Uh, the only real conversation I've had with Netta involved her threatening to punch me in the face. So, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. But um, yeah, if I it's ha- very her. <laughs> if I had a gold piece for every time that was the case, yeah, uh, I, I, I wanted to fill. I wanted. I, I, I talked to both of. Well, I mostly talked to Kalkin about how to fill in the gaps of my knowledge about she didn't really mention a lot about her time before me Uh, I wanted to Angela uh, yeah and I've anything I don't need, I don't even know where to start. I just I I keep wondering what happened. And I keep asking and I keep hearing that it's not it's not their place to say. And I guess I guess you are the best person. What happened between you two? It's At the end, specifically, I mean. I assume that's what you meant. It's... I want to say it's complicated, but it's really not, unfortunately. And I wanted, I needed my father died uh, less than a year after you were born. It's tradition among my people to wait a year after a child is born to give them their name. You were still what we call formless. Uh, Elvish children aren't given names, their child names, until they show some spark, some piece of individuality when they separate themselves from Corellan. So during that time, you, you weren't Sid, 
but you are still my son. And I made that known to my father before he died. He did not agree with my choices, but they were mine to make. And so when he died, and I was told that I had been chosen to lead House Lyodon, I was presented with another choice. To leave my siblings to squabble and fight as they always had, or take up the responsibility my father thought I could, that he thought that I could manage, that they could not. And doing so meant moving back here, meant all of this, and he gestures at himself in his regal clothing and at the, the study you're in and the house in general, and just waves his hand in a big expression and says, all of, all of this which is never anything I wanted, but it's what I had to take. And I... I wanted it, this, all of this, for you. But Angela didn't. It... I'm not proud of how things ended between us. There was... There was a fight. There was... <coughs> harsh words, to say the least. But she did not want her son to grow up as an elvish lord. Did she ever say why? I think... She didn't want your life complicated by all the politics, by the, the court, the, the drama, the intrigue, all of it. You've met some of my siblings at this point. There's always some thing happening behind my back. Even now, I'm sure Gorion is out there spreading... 
whatever it is he does among the other houses. Disinterest. Spite. Trying to worm his way into the minds of those who think I should not sit upon the Quarantian all. And he's probably right, but that's also probably the reason I should be. At least that's what my father seemed to think. And do you know why it was you who was selected? You, you, you said he thought you would be the best equipped for this? When I came of age, I left. I didn't want any of this. I went off and I became an adventurer. I saw every corner of this valley and some of the stranger bits in between. Eventually I found Kalkan and Netta and your mother. And those were fantastic times. Meanwhile, my siblings stayed here and... Well, you've met them. Each of them has a piece of this place burned into their soul for good or for ill. So, my father, your grandfather, be glad you never met him, but he thought I would be the best to lead. And so my choice was to allow House Lyodon to fall into chaos, the likes of which no great house of Fair Ames here has seen in 500 years. Or let the city burn. And I chose wrong. Who in the city knows the true resurrection spell? You don't want to walk down that path. Why? Because there are difficult answers at the end of it. Well, so far my entire life has been fairly difficult, so... <laughs> For someone... Is there to be resurrected after their body has been lost. And even before that, 
for someone to be brought back from the dead. They need to want to come back. And do you think she wouldn't want to come back? I think I've already walked down this road and found the answers that I didn't want. You've already tried? When I learned the truth, I tried to move heaven and earth. Maybe the problem was that it was you asking. Maybe it needs to be me. Maybe you're right. But until either of us becomes much cozier with the gods, it won't be either of us asking. It'll be somebody asking on our behalf. So how do we do that? If you wish to entail the services of the High Priest of Corellon, that is something that I'm sure we could make happen. Trying Maybe you're right. Maybe she'll come back for you. And he'll smile weakly. And I think Sid is I don't know if staring daggers is the, is the, but I think he's just almost looking at Lucidian with I don't know if it's disappointment I didn't know that magic could bring people back to life. I didn't know until earlier today. I thought I would never see her again. 
The last time I saw her face, a creature was disguised as her and attacked me. That is the last visage of my mother that I have burned into my memory. I need to see her again. She didn't deserve to die that way. And for the first time, the Sidian seems like he's going to move from where he's been standing by the door the whole time. He wants to move towards you, but instead he turns to one side and begins moving towards the opposite side of the room. His back is to you for a brief moment as he moves to a cabinet. From inside, he will pull out a, a small burnished box, which he will open. And from inside, he will take out a small silver ring at the end of a chain. And as he pulls it out, you see that uh, he will release a second ring that he was grasping really, really tightly in his hand. And it will fall down the chain with a slight clink as it hits the second ring. He will walk over to you, but not cross the desk. He will just stand across from you at the desk. And he will just place the, the rings on the chain on the desk and push them towards you. What is this? Memories. I don't know what else of mine I can give you that might help, except for my memories. Sid doesn't fully understand, but I, he takes he takes the ring. He looks at it. Like I said, there are two rings on a silver chain. There's two. It won't be how you remember her, maybe, but it's how I remember her. I can hold on to these. They're yours. 
Sid holds them tightly. You can kind of feel the, the static charge. Both of them are magic rings. I spied on you, you know? A few months back. I did not know. When I was in Blue Gulch, I visited an old Aarakocra woman who had the ability to scry through a magic stone. And I had never seen you before, but I was able to to see you. She was able to scry on me? It was... Uh, the image was not very clear. It was very brief. But yes. That's... Well, that's Im impressive, given the wards. Yeah. I don't know why I did. I grew up with a feeling of resentment, of anger. I blamed you for a lot of the terrible things that have happened to me. And believe me, there has been a lot. But in that moment, I just wanted to see you. I... You're right to blame me. I can see the anger that's within me. I can see how it makes me act. I can see how it makes me treat people who are close to me. I can see I can see a person who I don't want to be. I I'm trying to find a way to let go of my anger without having to forgive I don't know. I don't. 
don't, maybe I don't deserve I don't deserve any forgiveness, Sid. So maybe it's right that you hang on to that. And you can see the the tears beginning to start to well in his golden eyes. It's just I I should have I sh I should have done more. There was I could have this this place all of this is I I could have done more. I'm sorry. just staring at you very intently. I... I don't know. Maybe all of this doesn't mean anything because maybe I am going to go into the wilding with my friends and die. If that does happen, I want you to take a look at the valley one more time, if you can. There's a lot of really great people in it. It's a lot of terrible people too, but this something struck me when I when I was speaking with Leval Fear. Uh, she's never she's never left Fariums here. None of them have. The city can give you whatever you want. It's a trap. And what of Angie? Is she doomed to stay here forever? Not if I have anything to say about it. I guess, think about I, I I have found that people will say things because they want to appease those who are upset with them. There are these apologies are just words. Which is why I find that actions are more important. If you are sorry, I don't want you to, I don't want to hear that you're sorry. I want to see that you're sorry. I don't know what that looks like. 
Not yet, anyways. But I'll know it when I see it. I understand. Just know that the anger that I feel is not just at you. <laughs> just sometimes I'm really pissed off and I don't know where to direct it. Okay? Well, I am going to go make sure that my friend is behaving accordingly. Um, and then I'm going to go home, and I'm going to pass out, and then I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to perform an incredibly dangerous ritual, because that is my life. And here's the thing. I wouldn't mind any other way. As Lucidian nods and then a voice from your hip will say mm, No, fuck that. Indeed. I looked at excuse me? You heard me. Fuck that. Fuck what? This isn't some noble sacrifice you're making, Sid. And Lucidian is definitely, like, taking it back, like, Oh yeah, right, the sword can talk. Right. We're going to go out into that thing. We're going to beat a bunch of monsters. We're going to close a portal. And we're going to save the valley, because we are heroes. And then you are going to come back here and make up with your father. Because he clearly loves you and loved your mother. And that is what heroes do. They face the challenges they do not wish to face. Oh my god. Stormpiercer, you ruin every moment. Ah, god. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, I'm going to survive. I'm going to live. Okay. I, I've seen some shit. And that's a threat. And, and that's a fucking threat. I will be back. I wasn't. I wasn't kidding about seeing fucking seeing actions towards uh, towards uh, making amends. Okay, I was not joking about that. I will come back and I will make sure that you are sorry. You understand me? <laughs> Lucidian will like raise a couple of his hands and go, uh, "Yes, yes, of course." Um, and Stormpierce was like, "You better be." Because this is your son, and he deserves your respect, because he is a hero. Okay. I'm just gonna say it. Alright. Sidian Emberlight. Yeah. Hero of Stormhaven. Champion of the people. That's right. You should leave now. I said the cool thing. 
Great. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> and I I head out. Okay. Eventually, you collect Grawl, having gorged himself on hors d'oeuvres. Um. <laughs> Sid, Sid, I haven't tried all of them yet. You don't understand. They just, just keep making more. There's, Fine. there's no just take two us, that are the just take same. A, take a smattering, and then we can go. Okay, we got it. We got it. We got to go. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, everyone here. I... Excellent work. I appreciate all of you. You with the hat, the big hat. I like you the most. Good and work. the hors d'oeuvre chef was just saying, he just kept eating. How? <laughs> <laughs> is like. Testament. Grawl is like that little flying squirrel from the Australian like newspaper or whatever that like broke into the bakery and ate all of the jelly filled donuts like uh -huh. <laughs> Sid, I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to roll me back. <laughs> yeah, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> and the two of you leave. And as you do, uh Lucidian kind of trails behind you and watches as you go. Um, he stands a little straighter as you leave. There is moisture on his cheeks, but he sets himself, nods, and walks about gout into the party as though determined to do something he maybe should have done a little while ago. Get some orders. Get some orders. <laughs> That's probably what he's doing. Very, those little tea cakes. <laughs> they're just so good. Oh. Mm. He was Cucumber like, I'm, I'm on a diet. I can't. I can't. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to have one for little cakes. <laughs> this day, this, is for this day is for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed to party too, okay? Anyway, I again. So, yes, uh, the two of you head back to the Halls of Wonder, secure in the knowledge that uh, come the morning, you will be told of a, a time and place where this ritual is going to happen. And I think it is there that we are going to take our break. And when we come back, we are going to make some lawless pendants. Greetings, my friends. I am Omatep Duskwalker, owner and proprietor of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. Here today to talk to you about one of my favorite methods of advertising, ritual magic. Now, I am sure you are all familiar with the ritual to summon Duskwalker Import and Export TM to a plane near you. Simply create a circle, put a dab of your blood on that circle, and have within that circle five gold, or whatever the equivalent currency is, and a banana. Then, within short order, a representative from the store will appear and show you the way to the front entrance of Duskwalker Import and Export TM. Assuming Alexander turns up eventually. But, did you know that is not the only ritual out there? Hard to believe, I know, but many spells can be cast using ritual magic. Of course, there are some drawbacks to ritual magic. The casting time tends to be a lot longer. Well, at least 10 minutes longer, usually. But the upside is you're not using any of your spell slots. Or magical energy, if we want to not be metagamey about it. Instead, you are simply using ritual components to cast out into the universe, gathering the energies you need to create the spell that you want, slowly and surely. Many useful spells can be cast as rituals, including, but not limited to, detect magic, identify, and even underwater breathing. 
It is even said that non-ritual spells can be turned into rituals, but this is a process that I'm not going to go into right now. I'm sure somebody is going to figure it out here pretty soon. Not that I know anyone doing that. At all. Because that sort of thing's dangerous. Here's a hint. Don't do that sort of thing. Anyway, let's get you back to whatever the heck is going on. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, at least one of them had had a emotionally devastating conversation with their absentee father. I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> oh, I, was gonna, I was gonna say, well, yeah, what did Sid get up to? Grawl, oh, yeah. Grawl, and also Sid did some things. Yeah. yeah. We don't know what Grawl did. Grawl he horrified hates. some uh, elvish cooks as he consumed... Yeah, three, with his three fourths of us do have absentee fathers. To we could potentially have well, Grawl not so much. Couldn't really have a conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my 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 mine is dead. Yeah, of which it doesn't Absent. matter. It's fine. Yeah, that's fair. Again, I'd like to reiterate: we don't know who Grawl's dad is, and that's, that's fine. True. He could be dead. He, he could, could not be, be dead. Fine, it doesn't matter. Don't you say such hurtful words. <laughs> Hobgob. Hobgoblin pups are raised communally among the Legion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one that was in the room when Kalkin murdered the warlord. There were two, but okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. Leastways. Anywho. The rest of you had spent the evening uh, preparing some uh, ritual components. Uh, Cherish, you were helping uh, Etsuko finish off the last of... Uh, all of the diagramming and um, listing of things that you would need to prepare this ritual. And as you uh, conclude your uh, heads together time, you come up with that the material components cost of this ritual isn't too steep, all things considered. Um, mostly it is just esoteric bric-a-brac that you're going to need to lay out in a, a diagram circle. Mm -hmm. The big thing here is that you do need a lot of space to do it, and you're going to be needing to be very, very close when it goes off. Like, right at the edge of it. Yeah. Close enough to smell. Close enough to, to, to lick the uh, Far Realm goodness. Which mm, is not advised. It says, actually, in the asterisk, Below the spell, not advise licking. Mm -hmm. What lick would the, the Far magic. Realm taste like? Bad. Did you ever try what? to taste that, like, gack substance you make with water and, uh... uh <gasps> yes! Oh my god, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I, I hate it. I have tasted Play-Doh, though. Uh, oh, no, very similar, like, I think. You know yeah. that you know that stuff that you get like in the jar, and they said like jam your finger into it really quick, and it makes the Fine. fart sound. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that. like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I just haven't tasted that before. I didn't. Uh, have we'll get thought. you some. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. But least ways. A big whiff. Yeah, Cherish, both you and Esco and any other spellcasters involved in this are going to need to be right at the edge of this thing for when it goes off, which is going to raise some dangerous issues if you trip and fall in. What you do know that. is that it's really only going to stay active for about six seconds, so that's good. 
yeah. and then Etsuko begins planning what is going to be needed to start imbuing these amulets that get created with uh, abjuration magic to bind in that energy so that it doesn't, you know, leak off onto the people wearing them. Which is ideal. High-level uh, nuclear containment going on. Yeah. Thankfully, you have the other lawless amulet that you were mm -hmm. carrying around, so uh, between the two of you studying its facets and what it is, and again, it's just like a weird, twisted piece of metal hanging from a leather cord that seems to have been kind of fused around the cord itself. There's no loop or anything that it's attached to. Mm -hmm. And the more you look at it, the more you're pretty sure that whatever was done to this metal was done in a way that made it look the way it does. Like, it wasn't this looking piece of metal and then it was attached to a cord. It was like another amulet of some kind that was then exposed, made to look like this, and that's just the end result. Okay. Magic. It's magic. Um, but yeah, between the two of you, you're very much able to figure out the ways in which you could layer an abjuration ritual on top of the ritual circle you're already planning, so that they can kind of just go in sequence to each other. Okay. Um, and hopefully you'd have a, access to a high-level high level abjurer mage uh, on hand to uh, spring that straight into action, because both you and Etsuko, not so much with the abjuration spells. All right, I'll step in. I'll do it. <laughs> but ho hopefully some this. our friends are coming back to tell us exactly this. Right. Um, meanwhile, Tirza, you're just still off praying, yeah? Yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't know if Tirza is particularly cool with any of what's going down. Um, but, but I am kind of curious about what I learned in the archive also. Um, give me one second. Okay. So yeah, eventually Sid, Grawl, and Alexander do come back. Uh, and with the information they bring back, you have an exact idea of when, where this is all going to go down. How many beads did we acquire on our way back? Uh, beads are not the uh, accoutrement of choice during the lunar festivals here in Fairy Ames here. Uh, it is little pixies that follow you around with tiny little paper mache moons that they dance around you. <gasps> God. I love it. I don't. Go on. Pass this. And here. you're pretty sure, upon closer inspection, the little paper mache moons are made of tiny scraps of garbage that the pixies have like glued together <laughs> over the course of the month to make these little festival tokens. That's actually so cute. Can, can I ask a pixie if I can have one? And they let out a little... <laughs> Is that it? Yes. Horrifying. And uh, yeah, if you if you hold out a hand, it will land on your hand and just like smack the token down and let it out. 
and then fly away. Oh, so kind. <laughs> hey, do, they have, do they have lots of teeth? I imagine they have lots of teeth. Uh, they have upsettingly large teeth in very few numbers. <laughs> I hand growl the the moon the the moon thing is like there's probably some trash popcorn in here. No, there's not. I've looked. Here you oh, go. See, but watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. It won't last long. Ready? I chuck it on the ground and wait for it. Like, it's gonna come just any second. And a pixie swims pixie down. Swims. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's nuts. Can't find trash corn around here anywhere. Place is the worst. <laughs> this marvel of modern civilization is terrible. <laughs> I pay for things around here. So, Tirza, up to anything in the interim? Yeah, um, I am curious if I give Sadagar a rundown of what happened in the archive, if he has any uh thoughts feelings we communicate in feelings feelings <laughs> is definitely what you get from sadagar and sadagar is super stoked about what you tell him yeah i know and it's bad like dog this is not good for me but um he's very 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 specifically uh in tones about that place that you read about called Sigil. There is an excitement there that is just like, yes, this, 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 this. Okay. Which... <sighs> okay. Yeah, last, last time when you mentioned Sigil, you mentioned a couple other places too, and I was like, oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I just I know just enough about this place. Uh, that is that is good enough for me. I will try to. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can be sneaky and go look in the in the planar library that we have in Hall of the Hall of Wonders. Okay. Uh, see if I can't find anything else out about. Assuming you're not wearing the scales of Andrinjini, I'm not even going to have you roll, because you do have good sneaks. I do have good sneaks. Other people are preoccupied. And Jordans? What, what kind of sneaks are you rocking? <laughs> sneaks. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, can I do an investigation roll on Sigil? No. Obviously with... Oh, no. Okay. Because it is so easy to find information about Sigil in this particular library. That oh, sick. <laughs> it, a role is not required. Almost okay. everything you read in here, if it has to do with planar travel, has some reference to Sigil. You have an embarrassment of information about this place. <laughs> it is called okay. the City of Doors. It is located... In or above or within, there's multiple references, uh, of, in a place called the Outlands. Whether it's in, above, part of, you're not sure. Uh, okay. It is a extra planar crossroads. From Sigil, you can get anywhere. If it is a place, it has a door leading to Sigil. 
That is why it is called the City of Doors. But that is also why it is a dangerous place, because if you don't know where you're going, it's very easy to get lost. Because the big problem is, is that the doors move. It's Monsters, Inc. <laughs> it's not. It's Monsters, Inc. It's Monsters, Inc. Kind of Monsters, Inc. It's kind of Monsters, Inc. Any travel log that you read within this place usually references at least once the City of Doors as a means of transportation. Okay. Um, do I get any... Do I get any sense from Sadagar, like, like, reading? Like, okay. Where? Like, what? There is a sense of familiarity with this place. And I also get... I can't remember if I specifically got this, um last time, but it's also called the cage, correct? It Parts of it are referred to it okay. referred to as the cage, yes. I may be sort of... I, I mean, I didn't... I was trying not to spoil anything for myself, but I... Just, I yeah. If you type sigil into Google, the cage comes up, so mm -hmm. I just... Yeah. Um, so Sadagar is familiar... Sadagar is very familiar, yes. And seems to... You get a sense of remembrance, even, when you read about certain things. Like, you get a sense from Sadagar like you would if you were flipping through a slideshow of vacation photos and someone older than you, sitting on the couch next to you going like, Oh, how did that one embarrassing photo get in there? Oh, I took it up. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, mm, mm, mm. Oh, oh, oh. Next one, next one. <laughs> You've been here? How is that possible? You get the sense from Sadagar that there is a, a weariness that comes with age and that's kind of the explanation you get is long, long time ago he has been there. And then there's a sense of, like, familiarity, like, companionship, maybe 12 companions, if you had to put a number on it. <laughs> and that they've all come from this place, or met at this place, or moved through this place. So, the augurs are from this sigil. It's how they... There's disagreement. Came 
came through Sigil. Disagrees again, and there's a sense of... You, you get a flash, an image of a handshake of a, uh, a two figures waving on hilltops at each other and then meeting in the valley between them. I... I don't understand. I, I... Sadagar is just radiating frustration. <laughs> Me too! Aren't you a cloak? No, I don't say that, but... <laughs> um... <sighs> I... I, I wish I I wish I understood. I I'm sorry. I and there's a sense of weariness and there's a sense of You chose the dumbest auger set a car. <laughs> Me and Dearza. <laughs> it begins to wilt slightly around your shoulders. There's just like a, a drooping as the cloak kind of like loses uh, the attention and rests gently on your shoulders with a, a comforting little just like, it's okay. I mean, it's not. It It's... I just wish I knew more. I, it's not, I don't. I'm so frustrated not knowing things about this, about the valley, about the Jarashir. How. How, did I read at all in this this book about Sigil? Nothing about the Jarashir, I assume, or nothing even potentially related. Sigil seems to be a cavalcade of multiplanar nonsense. You could read about a thousand different factions or organizations that yeah. make their time in Sigil. You read about a group of priests that... Uh, worship death to such an extent that they go around making sure people die what they call the true death. Uh, you read about a, a faction of individuals that interpret the uh, wants and needs of this creature called the Lady of Pain uh, by displaying symbols that are almost unreadable above their heads in a way. You read about uh, a faction of mercenaries that are contracted to uh, 
go to different planes to hunt weird squid-headed creatures. Uh, there's thousands of different organizations that exist in and around the City of Doors. Okay. None of them particularly ring of apocalypse yeah. cult snake worshippers. Yeah, or or I assume none reference the the beings that I kind of learned about in the um the sketchbook. No. Yeah. <sighs> well. Damn. It's about that time that Sid and Grawl wander back in. Yeah. Um, once you reconvene and all the information is shared, is there anything else any of you want to do with the night? I mean, you're not exactly tired, so you could technically do whatever you want with the the evening. Let's get fucked up. <laughs> Just gonna throw oh, it out really? there. Tears is like there's a party <laughs> going on outside that's super crazy. It's like the biggest party we've ever seen. Like take the mayor's party and multiply it by at least like three. Like at least. So maybe four. our low profile just not concerned with that anymore. Or no one's going, I don't think anyone's going to be paying attention. Like I walked around and it was fine. And you see Grawl's bug arm again. <laughs> Moon thing. Yeah, same as last I'm fair, very pointedly not looking at the bug arm. <laughs> Here's a bug arm. Bug arm. I'll cut it off, Grawl. Hey, not a bad idea. It'll go away in a couple hours. It's fine. It's like a werewolf thing, but not a. It's like a bug wolf. Yeah. That didn't come out right. Where? Werebug? Werebug? That sounds like even worse. I don't know. I don't like it. None of it's good. I mean, just throwing it out there. It's. It is. Oh, but also we do have to perform this ritual early next morning. So and I do have to perform this ritual tomorrow morning. No, it's 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 a wee thing. Um, yeah, what are you going to do? Sid is here for emotional support. We all know Thank this. Thank you, Grawl. Yeah, I'm just I'm so glad you get it. Um, He's my number one cheerleader. How do you guys not know this? Do you? Speaking of uh, cherish, do you need? I, I mean, I have. Do you even need the rest of us, or can you and Etsuko do it yourselves? Is it more potent if more spellcasters perform it? I I mean, I can shimmy and shake on the side if you need that. What, what do you need? I... Introducing more spellcasters into the diagram would maybe speed it up. Hmm. We'll need an ant for the abjuration portion of it. Right. But yeah, girl, Tears, if you, if, yeah, it would definitely make the process go faster. It would maybe probably increase the danger also? Is that fair to say? I mean, you're all going to be standing right next to the railroad tracks in terms of if something goes wrong, it's 
the more people who are close to it, yeah, the more people are probably going to be taken out as collateral. But we got to uh, put those pennies down on the railroad track so we can get some cool art at the end. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, kind of what we're doing. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. everything you're preparing and reading, nothing tells you like you're not ripping a hole in reality to like dunk these things into the far realm you're you're using a spell that just happens to channel energy from there to induce a particular effect everything you're preparing and reading besides just like fucking up the ritual which you think would probably just make the spell fizzle you don't know exactly how fucking this up would be bad per se unless you just do the spell way too good (laughs) Well, that's yeah. never happened if we, before. If we accidentally, <laughs> if we accidentally aim it for, I don't know, outside <laughs> instead of inside. The door. Yeah, I'll triple check the lock on the door. We'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, there aren't a lot of variables in this thing. It's just like. Center the spell on where the mithril is. Make sure nobody's in the field of influence. And the way mithril works is it just absorbs energy, and this is going to be a concentrated blast of it right at ground zero. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So you're, you're not precisely sure what could, like... You don't think anything could go wrong, necessarily. You're very confident in what you and Etsuko have been preparing. You seem to have all the right facets needed. That's weird. Okay. Well, you know that Shadoran will come in the morning to tell you where the the ritual zone is. We don't have the mithril. Let's do it right now. Right here, right now. Let's hold it until... Hell yeah. Get the mithril. I hold my action. Chuck it in. (laughs) Okay. Well, then the night passes, and you can all either, like, prepare yourselves for what is to come in the morning, or go out and party, or maybe get some more sleep if you're just that kind of person. Um, Do some light reading. Do some light reading. How many many hours? 48 hours of light reading. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. How many hours Um, would you like to devote to this girl? Um, what time are we planning on doing this in the morning? You know that Shadoran will show up first thing in the morning to tell you when and where. So is that like dawn? 7 a.m. If you you ask one of us, we could come get you when Shadoran shows up. Oh, no, I just want to try and get a full night's rest and work on this thing. (laughs) Tell you what. You could get a full night's rest, get your second long rest of the 12-hour period in, um, and spend three hours reading the book. Okay. You can mark three hours off. Okay. I don't know about you, but there are plenty of times where I've gotten eight hours of sleep and woken up and felt like I could go back to sleep for another eight fucking hours. So Mm -hmm. that's, yeah. Pretty much every day, I thought. Pretty much every day. Two months. Fuck. (laughs) Especially after visiting a strange nightmare library. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then doing a bunch of work. Yeah. I don't remember when that happened. It was a perfectly normal library. Mm hmm. 
So, first thing in the morning, Shadorn appears uh, primly and promptly. The rest of the Rift Keepers are nearby. They've been informed of this plan by the uh, the Master of the Hall of Wonders, Blizz Fizzlenozzle, whose name I totally didn't just forget. Um, <laughs> fine. It's not like there's a lot of NPCs in this campaign or anything. <laughs> it's pretty much just the one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just the one, yeah. It's just Omotep. <laughs> I mean... God, he's been wearing a hat of disguise to play all the other NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> he's been quickly running into the next room, putting on a different hat. <laughs> why, why is he so out of breath all he's, the time? He's like the... the um, Oh my god, uh, my my brain is not saying his name, it's only saying Hugo Weaving of the Matrix. Um, Agent Smith. Yes, holy shit, the most, the most common name. Yes. Um, so the other Rift Keepers are definitely wondering if you uh, want any help. Uh, obviously Etsuko will be involved. Um, Arbidon is just like, do I need to be here for this? Probably not. Cool. Go for that high score, buddy. I'm out. <laughs> just dips. <laughs> Let me know when we get to go out into the crazy place and kill things. Yeah, I was about <sighs> to say, just like, man, a couple more days, dog, and then you can just tear it the fuck up. Yeah. Baller. <laughs> <laughs> then it will be Arbidon's time to shine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Canaeus would ask if he could sit in and watch. Well, I just want to look at my. so par for the course. <laughs> wants, I guess. I don't. Yeah. Look, I, it's not I every day you not. see somebody uh, tearing the laws of reality a new one. So, sounds like a good time. That's a yes. Then. Okay. I'm begrudging. Yes. <laughs> Slow yeah, pan across all the sang faces. Yeah. It's only technically what we're doing, so... It's that slow pan across all the faces and then realizing that Grawl wasn't paying attention the entire time. Oh, we, huh? oh, we're doing a fight. Grawl's just, oh, like, sorry. looking out the window. <laughs> There's a window working here. <laughs> uh, Blizz is going to stand by with some emergency teleportation magic in case uh, people need to be suddenly shunted away from whatever happens. He knows the scatter spell. Um, oh. It's a fun spell. As you are uh, informed of Shadoran's arrival, she lets you know that a space has been per uh, sung into existence within the tree, not far from here, uh, on the same level, in fact. Ooh. And uh, it should be adequate to your purposes. And Master Suoran, Master Levalfir, and uh, an Aeon Sonoran will all meet you there. So, yeah, if there's any absolutely last-minute things you want to do, or you could just head straight there. Probably should have some healing potions. It is assumed that you ate breakfast. Yeah. Right. Of course. Just to fuck with my... Yeah, like, uh, I'll, describe I'll, our breakfast. I'll <laughs> go into the, detail. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> worse. Um, uh -huh. uh, I'll give the bag of holding to Sid. 
um, mm. that has our potions and shit in it. So, and I will. If also, you need anything, I will administer healing potions right away. Uh, Tirza will also. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm ready to be on hand for that sort of thing. Okay. Um. So you're bringing Kanaeus along for the ride. Etsuko's coming. Arbadon pieces out. Um, yeah, and you follow Shadorn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do this thing. Alexander is going to stay behind. Uh, he doesn't feel like being a part of any big magical rituals because the last one he was involved in got him sucked <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You are led uh, a little ways away. You are brought down the street towards a somewhat empty section of the the tree. It seems as though this place is being zoned for other businesses like applications were already being submitted to use this space, but in the meantime it can be sung to appropriate your needs. And you are led to a large black steel door that it just stands out out of the matrix of the tree. And... Shadoran will approach, knock in a particular rhythm that is most likely shave and a haircut, and I was hoping it was uh, uh, Deo, the song by uh, <laughs> Harry Belafonte. <laughs> it can be that too, but at least ways, the door opens at her encouragement, and you are led inside a large, practically empty space. There is a big, empty cube, essentially, and as you're walking along, you realize that the floor beneath you is made of iron. Perfect. And there are no windows, there is only one door in and out of this place, and it is a chamber roughly 100 feet cubed. Sweet. Pretty good. You're not sure where the light is coming from, but it is lit. (laughs) Cool. Near the center of this place, there are three figures standing. You see in the more subdued robes this morning, Sue Orin. He has some bags under his eyes. He might have been working all night to get this done. Uh, Lee Valfir is standing there. She is... Definitely more kitted up than the last time you spoke with her. She is still, she still has the big thick leather gloves on that she wore before, but instead of kind of an evening dress that she was wearing, it is big thick trousers of some sturdy fibrous material, a uh, thinner shirt, but that is covered in a thick leather smock that seems to have probably lead plating in lines down her chest and her back. And around her waist is this big workman's belt that is just full of magical bric-a-brac. And she's wearing these really, really intense glasses that have several dozen lenses that can be flicked down. Nerd alert. And with them is Anayan Sunoran, who is standing with uh, a hand cupped at his chin. And he is discussing matters with these other two as you all approach. And there's a small up, crate no. next to uh, 
leave Alfir's foot. And as you approach, Sue Oren will look up and say, Ah, yes, excellent. We can begin now. Yeah, and I'll, uh, yeah, I mean, we gotta unload and, uh, get stuff set up. Okay. Uh, Lee Valfir will eventually open up the crate and show off, um, eight of those, they're basically pendants that she shows off, each of them made of mithril, each of them with a chain of what she calls cold iron. Um, she figures... Why not double down on some protective elements in case some fey creatures got trapped in the wilding as well? No sense not being doubly prepared. Makes sense. Um, and the, the pendants are each just a simple flattened circle, almost looking like a washer of mithril on these silver chains or cold iron chains. The cold iron itself is a dark metal that sort of glows very, very faintly blue. And yeah, uh, conversing with an Aeon, you can quickly break down exactly what this ritual is going to need. It is a ritual circle that you will create. Uh, Blizz has provided a, a small pack that has all the ritual components you need. The circle itself is made of crumbled, burnt sponge. Uh, sea sponges, mostly, that have been uh, ritualistically burned in a brazier, and you've collected the, the burnt bits of it that you're using to create the circle itself. The ritual components therein, there is a stick of incense placed at eight individual points around the circle. Uh, each of these points represents one of the schools of magic. Um, there is several other ritual components that are placed at different zones near each of the, uh, the incense burners. There is a, a gull's feather. There is a, a small bit of honeycomb. There is a animal skull of some kind. There is a jar with a really strange yellow liquid that, Cherish, you would know is the the ichor of a, a large insectoid creature called a, uh, oh, uh, uh, um, ankeg is what they're called. Ankeg. Ah. Um, there is... A bunch of weird magical bric-a-brac. Nothing too outrageous. Uh, there's no blood involved in this ritual. And yeah, you lay it all out. The, the pendants are placed at the, the center of the circle. And then outside of that circle, drawn in more traditional chalk, is a ritual circle of um, warding abjuration that will eventually collapse down on the center circle once the energies have been imbued. That is the plan, anyway. All right. Who all is helping with the initial diagram? You've got Blizz nearby who can help. You've got Kanaeus, who 
presumably can work some spells. Etsuko is obviously going to be helping. I can I can help. Because basically what you said was we just need this is not that journal. Um, need spell slots enough to come up with an 8th level spell. Yes. I mean, I have three 4th level spell slots. That's yeah. more than enough, right? Yeah. The big mm -hmm. thing is that you can't pour multiple spell slots into the thing at a single instant. True. Um, and did you... So... I don't remember what you said about my spell slots. Do they only count as one spell slot, or do they count as a fifth level spell slot? That's a fifth level spell slot, so you would only need... Okay, cool. Just making sure. Yeah. I can supply all the power you need. And okay. Etsuko is... Her spell slots only go up to fourth level, so she can drop one of those in. Oh, basically... I don't know. But the more spell slots we put in, the faster it goes? The more people contribute at a single time, the faster it goes. Okay. I will I will bow out of... Like, I'll help set up and everything, but mm -hmm. I will... I think my use... I'm probably more useful standing by to... <laughs> Mitigate help. disaster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, I can put in, I can also put in a 5th level spell slot. You want to drop a 5th in there? Yeah. You only need to do a 4th level spell slot. If Etsuko is putting in a 4th level one. Yeah, I'll just do a 4th level spell slot. Okay, and again, that assumes that it's only you and Etsuko doing this. In which case, the, the chanting and the ritual and the application of this magic will take two hours. If I dump uh, in a fifth level spell slot, what does it equate to? Uh, that would shave about an hour off of this, because you're dumping in way more power than you need. Mm -hmm. Have this. I, I mean, <laughs> it's 50% it's of what I got, so... <laughs> Y'all want in on this? Could probably make it go a bit quicker. It's up to you. Etsuko will look to you and say, uh, "If you wish to help, that you uh, that would yes, you you could absolutely I, do um, that." I I'm like I like help I like helping uh, uh my friend and I guess. Cherish thoughts. Oh boy. Cherish it to it. Cherish, is, you're really far away. I can't understand what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, oh. I, you're cutting in and out. I really, you just, oh. I, I need you to. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Fine. Screw it. Let's do it. Okay. So. Actually, well, actually, no. Let's not do it. We've got plenty of time. We're not going anywhere. Okay. Okay. Change my mind. Actually, don't have a lot of time, but okay. Fine. So Etsuko and Cherish, uh, sitting at opposite sides of the circle, you begin to intone the incantation you need to cap cast Abidalzim's Horrid Wilting. A spell that is not at all evil. <laughs> not even in the slightest. Just worried that this is going to break bad and somehow some evil spooky shit is going to pop out and we're going to have to fight it and I'll be down one spell slot. 
At first, there is a, a dramatic sense to what is happening here as arcane words are said over this ritual. It is a, a babbling, nonsensical intonation that Etsuko and Cherish are speaking, and the only person who really understands the words that are being said is Grawl, as you get the really unsettling sense that wherever they found this spell, it's not good. Oh! <laughs> Everything you find in that place is not good. There's no like, hey, Sid, I found just some really nice storybooks in there. Oh, really it's, cool. oh there's this puppy that it's just here now. <laughs> You've never heard Aklo spoken aloud. And it's clear based on what is being chanted here that they're not speaking it right. There's a component to this language that they can't access, which is okay. actually probably for the best. They're Shatner speaking, singing something that like they don't have the right intonation to it. There, there's mm. a cadence here that's just wrong, and you can it sense that. Rocket man. It doesn't <laughs> ring of. It doesn't ring of existential horror and madness. Is that? <laughs> Kind no, of. that sounds like Shatner. No, that sounds a little bit bad, like Shatner. <laughs> no, there's there is a there is a psychic component to Aklo that uh, you, you speak with intention of the mind, and that's not what these two are doing, which is probably a good thing. Um, but they are children repeating the words they found in a book somewhere. Uh oh. So you get a sense for that as they get into this ritual. And I don't know if you do anything Girl's with that gotten, information. Girl's gotten very sweaty. Where's the bar I asked for? <laughs> oh, God. Lee Valfir is constantly pacing around the circle, taking minute notes. Occasionally she'll lean in towards Cherish or Etsuko. Not getting, like, obtrusively close, but definitely, like, inspecting you and taking notes about what is being done here. Uh, and Ayn is nearby conversing with Blizz Fizzlenozzle, and they're talking in low tones. Blizz is standing on his little yellow cloud, but he is dressed for dealing with something that isn't crowds of children at a birthday party. Really? Not, he's got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got his sunshine staff, which is his gun, yes. Yes. He's like, I just found a gun in the, right. in the storage room. I don't know yeah. where it came from. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I don't know what an AK-47 is, but it makes me feel powerful. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was created by uh, one, uh, what's his name? Mr. Kalishnikov? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Fun times. But after that first little spout of, like, whoa, some heavy magic is going on here. The minutes begin to drag on, and it starts getting a little boring for everyone else involved. Oh, uh, Tirza has watched, like, mass-like rituals. She is immediately cross-legged on the floor. Okay. <laughs> She's like, this is gonna take a while. And uh, also, I don't want to deal with this. Could Grawl do some more reading? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So two you wanna, hours, you said? Hey, do you want to you read that book that you stole from the guy who's in the room now, right now? Lucidian's not here. 
Yeah. I, it's a hundred foot cube. I could be way off in the corner with my face in the corner. They ain't seen shit. <laughs> well, I guess. And yeah, as good. you sit down and start reading, okay. Mm-hmm. You could probably get another hour in as you okay. sneak reading, as you glance over your shoulder, make sure Sue Oren's not looking. <laughs> Sid, are you up to anything in particular as this ritual is being done? You're muted. Uh, just in case they accidentally summon some kind of horrible creature, I am ready to attack something. I don't know. It's what I got. Also, I have potions ready. Okay. If the other thing. In case you need to heal the abomination that we summoned. Yes, exactly. <laughs> As you're ticking past the hour mark, Cherish, you feel yourself rocking slightly as you're giving yourself over to this mantra that you're having to say. And it's a long phrasing that it's probably like five-ish minutes worth of incantation that you need to speak aloud that then repeats itself, and you're doing that over and over and over again. And this is a magic unlike anything you've ever really done before. So I don't know how Cherish is handling this sort of ritualistic incantation. It's the entirety of Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede. <laughs> Ooga anyway, Ooga it sounds weirdly like Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede. <laughs> so I imagine that she would have kind of discussed, because Maz was not present in the archive, as far as I could tell. Correct. So, coming out, I I believe that, you know, she would have, you know, basically, I mean, if not told Maz everything immediately, then Maz would have figured it out because of all the stuff she was doing. So, I, I think that would have occurred to her that, like, this is, this is a lot, and this is some whack stuff that, that she's about to do. So, like... I definitely think that she would have asked Maz for advice, possibly. Okay. Maz would have been very wary of any ritual found in a place like the Archive. She's of the opinion that you are using strength that is not your own in conducting a spell like this. Um, True. You are pressing a button on the cosmic vending machine and hoping what comes out is what you wanted. All of these things are true. That being said, you're determined to go through with it, because here we are. And she would be able to help you somewhat by feeding you lines, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, she could help you keep focused and keep on rhythm with Etsuko. Yeah. And act as maybe a kind of anchor? Sure. She keeps you present, keeps you here in the now. You're not necessarily losing yourself to this thing. 
as time... But I think it's hard. Hmm? But I do think it's hard. Okay. Yeah, I just wasn't sure where Cherish's head would be at during something like this. She's very she's very nervous. <laughs> Etsuko definitely reads as that as well, though she is definitely throwing herself into the ritualistic magic of this type with a bit more relish. You see her very excited about what you're about to do. She has been just gushing about everything you found in the archive, and she really, really, really wants to go back. Uh, she is more than a little giddy at the idea of being able to access these big powers by just using some ritual components and some words. That's kind of how she fell in with the Gloam Weaver to begin with. But the idea that she could expand her grasp beyond the strange little questionable scraps the Gloam Weaver throws at her is a very exciting concept for her. In a way that's maybe not, like, super worrying, but a little worrying. Yeah, and I think that Cherish was trying to maybe match her energy. Trying being the key word, but just sort of like, this is such a Hail Mary. And so the ritual ticks on. The rest of you sit sitting nervously by as the sound of this chanting fills the room. Even with just these two voices, eventually that's the only sound really being produced other than quiet, whispered conversations here and there. People are trying not to disrupt what's happening here. And so you sit nervously, some of you reading books, some of you potions ready to go, some of you sitting in concerned contemplation, remembering other large rituals of this nature that... Even as you reflect back on the, the larger religious ceremonies of the Jarashir, none of them are really like this. Yeah, in fact, remembering them probably just makes it very obvious how different and... Those always came with a sense of communion, a, a sense of community, where the the Bari would come together and experience the gods in triplicate as one being led by whatever person was leading the service or ritual, whether it be a, an older auger bearer, a member of the scaled council, or just whatever village elder drew the short straw that week. It's an honor to lead the rituals, you absolute heretics. <laughs> That is definitely an opinion that all the priests say out loud, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, back in the, behind the, the priesting hut, they're just like, no, no, you gotta do it this week. <laughs> but this ritual feels more exclusionary. It feels like you're on the outside of something and trying to look through a window, as opposed to letting taking the roof off and letting the sky pour in. And time ticks on, and eventually you're drawing close to the two-hour mark, and 
it's within the last half hour that you really start to see something happen. There are dark lines that start appearing within the ritual circle. At first you think it's like a little just fuzz or something, just rest that feeling when you like something tiny particulate rests on the the very front of your eye so that like you can see something uh, a distortion but it's just the light not being able to get through that speck of dust that has rested on your eye you you blink and you try to get it away and you you walk and you think it disappears but then it's just a fixed point that starts growing sharper and sharper as the 2 hour mark approaches those lines are a spider web that begins to become more and more evident as the words become harsher, more charged. It's not that it's not Cherish and Etsuko talking. It's just that there is something behind those words, a power that you start to feel more than see or hear. And as it gets closer and closer, Grawl, you kind of have to put a finger in the book because you can hear the tone there in those words now. A tone that's like, this is what this language is supposed to sound like, maybe? Or it's getting close, okay. closer closer than you'd ever be comfortable hearing. Um, at that point, then Crawl is going to get up and go over towards the circle and just be, like, ready for whatever happens. And now we're only 15 minutes away, and those dark lines have creased and folded in on themselves a horrible Stygian origami of reality little folds slowly kaleidoscoping through the air within this space of darkness, purple light gleaming out in a blade out of one of these cracks for a second and then disappearing. Horrible aurora borealis of blacks and purples and blues and whites and silvers. I need everyone besides Cherish to give me a perception check. Twenty-five. Twelve. Pretty consumed by this right now. Well, I rolled a 19, but it was kind of off-kilter, so I rolled again and got an 11. <laughs> cool. Sid. Yes? You're staring into the center of this thing, these little fractals of you don't know what. And for half a second, one of them spins through the air, and you've s this has been happening for the last ten minutes, so you're not sure what's different this time, but mm. time seems to slow as one of these fractals spins and your attention is focused on it, and it unfolds itself as you're looking, and for half a second there's a window into something. And 
it's just spiraling bone flesh tentacle there is a writhing there is a squirming there is a hum a horrible horrible hum there is an attention an awareness that is focused on you there is a sense of knowing of whatever this thing that you see sees you and knows you and knows that you don't matter you're so so small and then it's gone cool and then time ticks on and as we approach the two hour mark those creases those folds in reality suddenly stiffen and solid black lightning forms in a lattice work within this space there is a, a cracking and a, a horrid stiffening of air there's no sound but there is an absence of sound you breathe and you expect to hear a an exhalation but there's nothing you can still breathe you can still move but sound is being removed from this space a desolation of noise and then it's over there is a snapping uh, a crisp crack in the air and etsuko and cherish suddenly stop speaking as the ritual ends and a spell that would normally take an action a thought six seconds to cast that was then dragged out over two hours as you watched it slowly crystallize in the air is done there is a horrid sense of dark ambient energy but now you're just in an empty iron cube at the center of which is eight pendants that now their metals having twisted and malformed pulled in as their molecules shrunk away from what it was that was conjured atop them and then Aeon rushes forward and says words in elvish and a warding circle of energy snaps up around what is leaking out of these amulets and blizz rushes forward and says good job excellent excellent she like feels like she just ran a fucking marathon <laughs> and you did magically speaking etsuko has that like runners high she's exhausted she's winded but there's like a <sighs> yes that was oh bracing Slice or something. Brunch. And I need to set something on fire. <laughs> Just to feel, you know. <laughs> Just to feel my own magic again, you know. 
Canaeus, who's been squatting nearby, is like tugging at his little goatee. The a bit of a smirk on his face as his eyes flick back and forth between the two of you. And he'll nod with appreciation. And then Anaean begins his work. Oh, okay, so he hasn't done it yet. Okay. And he begins casting layered spells in quick succession. He is not performing any ritual magic. He is just casting a series of layered wardings on top of the magic circle that he just cast. Imbuing each of these amulets with a containing magic which will hold the energies within the amulets, but not let them damage those around it. He infuses and links that magic with the chains that they rest on, so that those who wear those chains are in turn warded by the magics that are ever so slightly leaking out of the amulets themselves. It is takes a matter of minutes as he casts a series of spells, but it's over a lot quicker than what Cherish and Etsuko just did. And he looks fucking drained when he's done. He just blew every spell slot he had for the day in a, a quick, like, two-minute succession. Uh, and, yeah, he comes away from the ritual circle just staggering and sits down heavily on the ground as Valfir rushes over to him, taking notes, and uh, holds out a jar that she'll twist the cap off and hold the lid of the, the jar near his mouth and say, Tell me how you feel. And she's trying to get first-hand notes oh my on God. what he's feeling. Posterity's sake, so please, be honest. <laughs> And he'll wave a hand towards the circle and say, Anyone can go in. Uh, it's done. Okay. Yeah, let's take a look. Who approaches? Uh, Cherish. I will approach as well. Okay. Who's the first one to cross the, the warding circle? Cherish. Okay. Cherish is closer. You walk through the circle of warding magic, and you know that it is meant to contain magic, not stop flesh. So you're able to walk over it quite easily, but as you do, it disperses and breaks the circle. And as you approach, you look at the center, and you see eight twisted metal pendants. The, the metal looks as though it has writhed and formed into that same strange semi-organic looking nightmares of pendantry that you have in your pocket even now. Oh man, we all get one too? We all get to wear these fun amulets? Boy, howdy. Excited. <laughs> hey, that's what it takes. Collect the pendants. 
Yeah. Okay. You now have in your possession eight additional lawless pendants. I think we need to test them. Um. I, I, Graw wants to make sure that nothing, like, hearing that, like, magic is leaking out of these, it's, I mean, it's contained now, but, like, the idea that leaking magic is bad, uh, he wants, uh, Grawl's going to use Eldritch Sight to make sure that nothing else is leaked out into the room. Oh, oh, dog, I could use, I could use Divine Sense. (laughs) No, yeah, you could, but that's not (laughs) going to help you if there's two of us. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tears uses divine sense. Uh, no, I think Tearsa knows exactly what. Yeah, I I don't think so. Okay. Uh, casting plausible detect- deniability. Casting <laughs> detect magic. You see that these amulets appear very much like the one you've used before. Okay. At- Anything else in the room? Just making sure. Big, empty room. I mean, the room itself is a magical construct, so... Right. Glows faintly of that. But, uh, yeah. All the magic items you have on your person, and those of your companions. Cool. Playing it safe-ish. Looks like you took all the necessary precautions needed to create these things. You formulated a plan, you gathered all the resources, and it worked. I think we're all just shocked because things so rarely work out for us. It I still I don't I don't trust it. I don't trust yeah. it. <laughs> we won't know until we find out for sure when we step into the wilding, huh? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that is true. You haven't even tested the original lawless pendant that you possess. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so eight oh, or we more. should have done so that for nine. first. Yeah, that been... We all re- go out there and get ready to go out, and they're like, what if they don't work? What if none <laughs> of these work? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't even know how it would be. I don't think, yeah, like, like, that would be, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Should we go test it right now? Cherish is willing. Cherish is, is the type. Cherish is the type of of quote unquote scientist who is like so fucking like like so confident that they're like, yeah, I'll put one on and I'll go into the wilding right fucking now. <laughs> Watch me. You're the you're you're the 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 guy who tested the uh, the elevator and like had him cut the cable and make sure the braking system works. Just like let's fucking do it now. There is a ward, like there's a there's a barrier though, correct? Yeah, you yes. walk through it though, right? You can we, just walk through it. It stops yeah. energy. It doesn't stop people. We oh. yeah, because we because you guys saw that there were people who had just like walked out into it and were being all crazy. Once and you're can... affected by the energy, you can't come back in. Is a big problem. The gotcha. wards are specifically calibrated to stop the wilding from getting in. And if the wilding is in you, you can't get in. 
Not the magic. That's why yeah. fire breathing elephants aren't rampaging through the lower city. Unfortunately. Let's fucking make that happen. That's so <laughs> rad. Come on. Fuck this place. God. And us, too, I guess. No, 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 no. They are our friends. They'll be fine. <laughs> um, do we. God, do we just go? I'm sure. Perhaps we should make sure we have enough supplies. For what? For traveling through the wilderness? I know, but we don't know how far away it is necessarily or we, we could do. probably we could probably get a good estimate from I, from people. I'm sure someone we, could we, do some math thing and be like, oh yes, over there. We saw where it was. Um there were uh people sort of had like sort of rumors about where it started, so yeah, we um, can probably figure out. It's demarcated by a giant glowing flower. Yeah. So you did I mean, see that. We did see that. That's what we think. It's a good guess. Um. Yeah. So we. I mean, can I roll an intelligence check to? try and like guess how far that would be based on what I saw you did before and you think it would probably be uh, around three days ish of travel okay my guess three days of travel so we so should we'll bring eight days of rations right uh, if our if they can spare any extra healing potions throw them our way the big ones, preferably, you know. Sure. Come on, rich family. Help us out. <laughs> but are we, do we want to do this today? We want to head out today? I mean, we've agreed that time is of the essence. Does anyone have anything else in town that they need to do? pointed look at Sid. Well, we are going to be coming back. So, yeah, there's stuff that I need to do, but I'll do it when we get back. Okay. Uh, is Suorin still here? Yeah, everyone else is still standing around. Uh, honestly, some of them are, like, uh, clapping each other on the shoulder, congratulating each other, like, hey, this worked, holy shit, we actually, the city has hope now. Um, I, I will... Suorin is discussing things with uh, uh, Anayan and saying that maybe it's time we tell the rest of the the city council, like, what we've been doing here, and they're like, this might assuage tempers in the city if people know that there's a hope now. Sure, okay, that's their business. Whatever, it's fine. Uh, I will... The conversation turn... you walk in on. Yeah, I will <laughs> I will kind of turn to the group at large and and 
relate kind of that, like that we need, we should probably get going. We need supplies, rations, healing potions. Um, that weird gun thing that Blizz has, lots of those. <laughs> mm-hmm. So many bullets. Oh, power. <laughs> God. <laughs> He's just over there just looking at it, just like, oh, yeah. Yes and no. I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. <laughs> no, I think Cher Cherish probably should have said that after finishing the ritual. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, probably best that she didn't. Just I like Blizz. Silly guy. <laughs> He's packing. Yeah. So you pack up and leave? Yeah, I mean I the 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 I guess the suggestion of we need supplies, we need rations, we need potions was hopefully, yeah, to get the rich family discount <laughs> and see if anybody mm -hmm. was gonna which is free, right? Fund our expedition. Help yeah. fund our, our again, uh, potentially city-saving expedition. It's world-saving expedition. Let's not sell ourselves short. I know, but they were they were talking about the city. It's true. Okay, so you pack up with thoughts of getting ready to journey forth once you've supplied up and hopefully rung some extra supplies out of the city itself um, mm -hmm. in your efforts to restore fair aims here to the world, restore the valley, or at least this chunk of it, to normality, uh, to stop the wilding from spreading any further, and to hopefully close this chapter of calamity within the Tempest Rest. Move on to the next one, of course, for what waits you to the south. Oh boy. Fun. Minor Sometimes. catastrophe at a time. <laughs> the first person out the door is Lee Valfier. She's flipping through her notes and just like really excited about some of the things she's learned here today. And it's like, and perhaps it can be replicated on a larger scale. Mass production is definitely a possibility. And... Hey, can someone kneecap her real quick? Just kidding. Blizz has got it. You see her <laughs> walking out the door and she gets a couple of steps out and then is just like is seems like she's stopped to continue writing something. And as the door is open and you are suddenly exposed to the blue-gray light that leaks in from outside the door, you stare around suddenly as the room you're in is awash in this porcelain, frozen nightmare that you found yourselves in again. Oh, what the hell? Suorn, Blizz, Etsuko, and Anne frozen like statues as they were following on their way out of this place. There's a look of 
genuine hope on Soon Oren's face as it's frozen with a blue-gray mask awash. A voice that echoes from outside speaks. And when each of you hear it, you hear it in a different language. Grawl, you hear an imperious goblinoid voice. Sid, you hear a commanding voice of authority in common. Cherish, you hear a dark, infernal intonation. And Tirza, you hear a celestial trumpet blast bellow. But it says the same thing, even if you all hear it in a different tone. And it's what it says is Threadless, you have been found guilty of breaking the laws of reality. In the name of the Bator Mechanis Concordat, you have been judged by multiversal law, you shall be banished. Come forth and face. The Kol Yarut. No. <laughs> and I think it is there that we're going to leave tonight's episode yeah. of Material Components. Yeah, no, that tracks. That <laughs> oh, God. I told you. Like, like fucking... Because as always, you can find us on Twitter at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of you guys. We really do. Yes. We really do. Very, that is very true. Tell us what idiots we are. Well, uh, we couldn't have seen this coming. Well, uh, You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. I have never done anything wrong ever in my life. We know this and we love you. Uh, and uh, I'm about to go out there and speak magic legalese with this idiot. Just give me a week. <laughs> Let the devilish power within you flow. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CryoutOlivia. Um, I don't want to say that Tears' thought is, I fucking told you guys so, but... Say anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, all right. <laughs> Thinking it doesn't mean you said it. Mm -hmm. Uh... Great, just great, just solid. <laughs> Loving all of this, real good. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can do so at the Readimus. I've only done exclusively wrong things in my life, so um, <laughs> hey, we know this, yeah, and we, know we this. love you. 
How dare you? How dare you say that? No. Y'all are wonderful. Um, and instead of finding me on social media, uh, it would be much better if you rate, rated and reviewed our podcast on whatever platform you're consuming it on. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, and we just like hearing from you guys uh, and hearing what you think. Uh, and when you do, uh, you can include in the uh, subject line of the review the name of an NPC, and we will put that NPC in this uh, campaign. It doesn't matter how stupid the name is. We will put that name in this campaign. This is true. Yes. Uh, Butts McGee. Butts McGee. That, <laughs> that could Bodie be the McCoy. name of the strange multiversal judge that has just shown up is Butts I, McGee. It, could it's be. canon now. Where could be. Where Not exactly. Witnesses? Where's the jury? Exactly. But leastways, you can find me on Twitter at MK Gorgoni. Uh, what on earth is the, the Bator Mechanus Concordant? And have I been waiting to say those words in that order this entire <laughs> campaign? Oh, you'll bet your ass I have. <laughs> and, of course, you can find our good, good friend Omatep, who uh, loathes and fears the Bator Mechanus Concordant with all of his soul. And if you'd asked him about it, he would have told you that just right from the get-go. But uh, leastways... <laughs> He's not here right now, but he is on Twitter at NPC underscore AN. Uh, yeah, he's there to dispense these sorts of wisdoms that these four just don't have at the moment. So we just don't have it. That's where he hides. He that's why they can't find him. He's hiding in the Twitter in the Twitter sphere. It's a it's a universe they don't know about. It's a dark place that no uh, mm -hmm. arch fay or uh, Duke of Hell dare tread. Uh, but <laughs> least ways you can find him there. Uh, if you would brave such a place. <laughs> Thank you all so, so much for listening. Uh, we love you. Stay safe. As always, the world is chaos, so please be kind to one another. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. We have to wait till next week to find out what happens and I don't want to do this.